Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. to use discernment you know it you know we're afraid of judging people we don't want to be judges we don't you know we don't want to be condemning of people judging other people and but but see you don't have to do that you don't have to be a judge you don't have to write people off you don't have to condemn people but do you understand that you need to be somebody who, who looks like a potential leader looks like they want to be a leader seems to be kind of drawing attention to themselves Jesus says you need to look at their lives Sometimes we get wrapped up in being politically correct or we get entangled in the love everything about everyone mentality prevalent in our culture. We don't want to judge others on anything, but as Pastor Robert reminds us today, Christians need to hold each other accountable to live lives that reflect Jesus. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew chapter 7 with today's edition of Main Thing Radio. He can use anybody if he can use Aaron in that position. But Korah looked at it and said, if he can be high priest, I should be high priest. That guy's an idiot. But he didn't just say it this way. See, he allowed his own personal ambition, self-centered agenda to take over and become what drove him. And so now he's stepped out and Moses is calling him on it. Verse 11, therefore you and all your company are gathered together against the Lord. What is Aaron that you complain against him? And Moses sent to call Dathan and Abiram, the sons of Eliab, but they said, we will not come up. Is it a small thing that you've brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey? Now, they're referring to Egypt right there. Like you brought us out of this beautiful, wonderful place. They forgot about slavery. You brought us up out of a land flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness. And that's not enough. You've got to keep acting like a prince over us. Moreover, you've not brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, nor given us inheritance of fields and vineyards. Will you put out the eyes of these men? He's like basically saying, do you think we're blind? That we can't see what's really going on here? There's no milk and honey. We're out in the middle of the desert, walking around in circles. So we're not buying into it. We will not come up. Verse 15, then Moses was very angry and said to the Lord, do not respect their offering. I've not taken one donkey from them, nor have I hurt one of them. And Moses said to Korah, tomorrow, tomorrow, you and all your company be present before the Lord, you and they as well as Aaron. Let each take his censer and put incense in it, and each of you bring his censer before the Lord. 250 censers, both you and Aaron, each with a censer. So every man took his censer, put fire in it, laid incense on it, and stood at the door of the tabernacle of meeting with Moses and Aaron. 
And Korah gathered all the congregation against them at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. Then the glory of the Lord appeared to all the congregation. And the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron saying, separate yourselves from among this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. Now see what it looks like is all of Israel bought the lie and gathered together behind the false prophets. And God says, I'm gonna kill them all, so back off. Verse 22, then they fell on their faces and said, oh God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, Shall one man sin and you be angry with all the congregation? So the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the congregation saying, get away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Then Moses rose, went to Dathan and Abiram, and the elders of Israel followed him. And he spoke to the congregation saying, depart now from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins." So they got away from around the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. And Dathan and Abiram came out and stood at the door of their tents with their wives, their sons, and their little children. And Moses said, by this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I've not done them of my own will. If these men die naturally, like all men, or if they're visited by the common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates a new thing and the earth opens its mouth, and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the pit, then you'll understand that these men have rejected the Lord. Now it came to pass as he finished speaking all these words that the ground split apart under them and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them up with their households and all the men with Korah with all their goods. So they and all those with them went down alive into the pit. The earth closed over them and they perished from among the assembly. Then all Israel who were around them fled at their cry, for they said, lest the earth swallow us up also. And a fire came down, or a fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering incense. Now listen, Korah was a wolf. He was a false prophet who was only concerned with his own position, his own power. He didn't care about the people. He was perfectly willing for all the people to go right back into slavery as long as he was the one leading the way and they were all applauding him as they followed him back. You see what I mean? He was only focused on building a following for himself. He brought upon himself a radical destruction didn't he? But not just him. Not just him. His family, his children, his followers, all these people. So Jesus is warning us in Matthew chapter 7 that we need to be careful who we follow because our, our family, our friends, people around us may very well go with us off in the wrong direction. Pay attention to their fruits. And that's point number three. It's okay to use discernment. You know, it, you know, we're afraid of judging people. We don't want to be judges. We don't, you know, we don't want to be condemning of people, judging other people. And, but, but see, you don't have to do that. You don't have to be a judge. You don't have to write people off. You don't have to condemn people. But do you understand that you need to be 
somebody who, who looks like a potential leader, looks like they want to be a leader, seems to be kind of drawing attention to themselves. Jesus says you need to look at their lives. What's the reality of, of that person's life? What's the, what's the fruit? What can you, you know, he's, test the spirits, John says. We need to look at that. We need to look at what's going on. Are they actually doing the stuff? In other words, are they out serving in the community? Are, are, they, are they going on mission trips? Are they sharing the gospel? Are they doing these different things? Are, what, what's actually happening in the person's life that suggests that, that, that he or she should be a leader? Don't be too quick to accept even the smart, well-educated, eloquent, charismatic prophet of God, because they may very well just be dressed up real nice, but focused on themselves and not on what you need. First John 4, the apostle of love, I love this, you know, he's apostle of love, he's warning us, beloved, do not believe every spirit, test the spirits, whether they're of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world, it's more than just one or two, he says, many have gone out into the world. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. Every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard was coming and is now already in the world. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. Now, listen, this is a very important key that the Bible has given us here. They, the false prophets, the wolves, he says, they're of the world. Therefore, they speak as of the world, and the world hears them. Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones, in his commentary about this section, he said, you know, one way to recognize a false prophet is that their message appeals to the world. In other words, the world easily buys into it. The world easily embraces it. The people who don't know God, don't really care about God, find it, you know, what a great example. And this is what we're hearing a lot of today. People are lifted up. What a great example of Christ-likeness. You know, what a, what a good Christian. But what they mean by that is that all the guy ever talks about is stuff that makes you feel good. We're so glad you joined us today on Main Thing Radio. It's our hope and prayer that you were touched by what you just heard. Before our time is up today, Pastor Robert would like to share a great testimony of how God is working through this ministry. You know, not, not long ago, we got a really cool letter. Actually, I guess it has been a while now, maybe a, maybe a year or more, but we got this really cool letter from a lady named Desiree who was listening to our program from within uh, a maximum security prison up in Georgia. And uh, she realized, she heard on one of the programs that I'm from Georgia, so she reached out. She was all excited that she had, you know, just some sort of common ground with this guy she was listening to on the radio teaching the Bible every day. And uh, she asked if, if it might be possible for us to send her some 
Bible study material, something other than, she said, I don't want workbook stuff. I don't want the fluff stuff. I, I want things that will really, some tools that will help me study the Word of God for myself. I, she said, for the first time in my life, I want to do it. I have time to do it. So we did that. We sent some books. We sent some, some Bibles for some of the other ladies there because they then asked for that, and they started a little Bible study group, and, and God was just using that little 15-minute main thing radio broadcast every day inside that prison. Wow, what a great testimony. If you'd like to share your story, please visit MainThingRadio.com. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio.